Boffcast, the podcast where lifelong best friends talk about everything and anything. Make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasts uh, you use. Leave us a review, and we will read it and react to it on the podcast. Email us at bestoffriendsforevercast at gmail.com for any kind of collaborations or any kind of ideas you might have. We want to. We want this to be... Not only our podcast, but we want this to be your podcast. This is your podcast. You're recording this. That's this is, right. Imagine this is your voice. Imagine. Oh. Literally. Oh. <laughs> imagine imagine this you do it subharmonic overtones. Imagine this is your podcast now. Speaking of those amazing uh, overtones but that you before, just produced. Before oh, we oh, get into on, that, we're gonna before we go intro, get into that, here's the thing. I, I, I can't. My voice is shot, and you might you might have the assumption that my voice is shot because I, I went to a Megadeth concert with my Ooh. best friend. But actually, my, my voice is shot just from the pure, dense barometric barometric. Is it barometric barometric? It's very sure it's barometric barometric pressure in the room, just being underneath the weighty presence of the man uh. across the seat from me. Uh. His. His shoulders are actually boulders. His biceps are, are actually triceps. Are actually triceps. <laughs> are actually forceps. His forearms are actually eight arms because they're so huge. He is your waistline's favorite waistline. <laughs> he is the, uh, the 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 new general manager, owner, and operator of. Uh, to Kenna Subaru and has access to all the cool Subaru cars. Just like the last intro when I when he mentioned I owned 3000 WRXs. <laughs> Weighing in at a future weight of of 1 pound. But you really read that wrong. One you, you, read the room. I'm 1000 pounds. 1000 pounds. Oh, the unforgettable. The 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 fat boy. No, it said unfathomable, not fat. The unfathomable. <laughs> unfathomable, unfathomable fat boy. He's so cool that apparently my vision is botched. Kyle Smooth. <laughs> Thank you. And across from me wearing a G-Shock because oh. he shocks the women <laughs> when he walks the by them. And a beautiful haircut when he oh, shocks the women man. and brings them back to life with how beautiful <laughs> his hair is. Oh, man. Carlos. Private Jet Jimenez! <laughs> How's it going? Dude, it's going good, man. Oh, so... We totally haven't been hanging out for the past five hours, have we? We've been hanging out for the past... Okay, so we we started hanging out mm-hmm. at 5.30 last night. Yeah. We literally only took a break to get some sleep, <laughs> and then we hung out again. So <laughs> we've hung out consecutively for uh, like 10 hours. Cheers. Right, cheers to that. We are Playing. sipping on some Buffalo Trace uh, Old Fashions. I definitely didn't waste the whole bottle on these oh because I I have no experience making mixed drinks. Okay, yeah, y- you learn f- you, you you learn from your mistakes. And I, 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 this was like a fifty dollar mistake. I, hey hey, so I was coming in hot, right? I, I drove here. That's right. I opened your door. I was there like, were, there were flames. Yeah yeah. I, I parked my car, opened the door, uh-huh. yelled, "Carlo!" Or uh, uh, in, in, in translation, translation Joshua, <laughs> and he was in the kitchen, and you know something's wrong when he doesn't reply instantly with something stupid. Oh, uh, so I was like, "This is weird." You know, he's expecting me, so he should be ready, and he always is. Yeah. Um, and I was met by his dad sitting in the chair. He's like, "Oh hi." I'm like, 
And I was like, all right, cool. So I walk around the corner, go to the kitchen, and realize that he's making uh, making us some some tasty old fashions. Um, the cups uh, are quite – well. I mean, they're normal-sized cups, right? They're like, I'd say like, they're like half your, your average like, like, like scotch cups. Yeah, yeah, your average scotch, like half glass. And I look over, and uh, <laughs> I just see that um, all, he's got three, and they're all like pretty closely filled to the top. And that's a yeah. lot for, for old fashions. And – what I learned that day is that he's never made a mixed drink before. Okay, so can, let, let, let me let me kind of present my logic. Okay, so I, I bought this like this like uh, old fashioned syrup. It's like it's like a syrup that has like all the bitters and sweets and spices that you mm-hmm. need for an old fashioned. And the directions on on the thing said put one one portion of this mixed syrup and one one portion to four portions of. Uh, of the a, whiskey, a, right? A bourbon, yeah. yeah. And so I thought, oh, you probably only need like a third of a shot. And so I decided to actually go to um, Buttermilk's website, or Bittermilk, yeah, Bittermilk's website, mm-hmm. and like see like how to make the thing. And the dude like poured a whole shot of that syrup, and then four shots of bourbon. Oh, I don't know why I wasn't, boy. I wasn't smart enough, or I think I just freaked out. I was like, oh, I need to put four shots in each one of these, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we drank half of it last night. We're we're consuming the second half of it tonight. Well, you know who enjoyed those that drink? Uh, it was obviously made for your mom because she just apparently okay. just inhaled. So <laughs> <laughs> to give context, so 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 what um, were we doing last night? Oh, so before that, um, I, I poured half of half of my drink and half of Kyle's drink into my mom's cup, so that way we're not like drink, downing four cups of whiskey or four shots of whiskey. Oh, you split it? Yeah, but, oh, but you my never, mom you never told me that. My mom's still like. She just like went oh. down the hatch, and she was lit. Um, but so the, the the purpose of us having those old fashions was um, we wanted to pregame yeah. because we were going to see the Who and Megadeth. We in went concert. to go see Megadeth and Dave Mustaine, Dave Ellison, all all the band members live. And yep. oh my goodness, was this not the best concert that we've ever been to? So to, so to give context, I mean. If, if you if you're just tuning into the podcast, you've heard us before. Um, we really like Megadeth. We really like metal, especially Megadeth right now. Yep, we're and going through a huge phase, aren't huge we? Huge Megadeth phase. Yeah, right now. yeah. And and uh, I, I really like Mongolian throat singing, and you know the the Who H U. Yeah, is a Mongolian throat singing band from Mongolia, and uh, they they I do like that low like oh type Ooh, type type type, type, nice. type of thing. Yeah, thank you. Right, right out of the gate, huh? No right, more. Right out of the gate, no more. Hit them with it. <laughs> <Well>, <laughs> no more. Anyway, so I I saw a couple of months ago like like the Who's coming to coming back to Ridgefield. They were in Portland like not even a couple of months ago, and I was like, dude, I gotta see these guys. Who are they playing with? And instead of Five Finger Death Punch, I was like, okay, that's cool. Let's just see what the tickets are are like. And and what other band? And Fire from the, the so Fire from the Gods, which no one cares about. Yeah, I, I gave some backstory <laughs> on those guys. And then um. Who you can imagine the surprise I had when I saw that mother effing Megadeth was on there, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sold. I'm definitely gonna go see these guys. Yeah. And so I told Kyle about it, and uh, what I appreciate about Megadeth is that, and, and from just talking to some other guys who have been to Megadeth concerts, it seems like they have the philosophy of like they want to make their ticket prices attainable. Like if if you were to go to see Metallica right now, like nosebleed seats are probably gonna run you almost two hundred bucks. Yeah, we got some pretty decent seats, and and like after the service charges, it was like seventy bucks. 
mm-hmm. which is it's not cheap, and well, but it's we, attainable. We got good seats. I would say that once we sat down, the first thing we said, these are good seats. These are the, great seats. We were underneath the the cover, the covered area. Yep, of the awning, yep, and we we, we had had our chairs. Yeah. Now, um, so yeah, we, we, we missed Fire from the Gods, which is fine. We, we didn't really care about that. <clears throat> Intentionally. <clears throat> Intentionally. And um, <laughs> before we did that, so we, 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 did, you know, we, we had, we had you know, half of our super strong old-fashioned already in us. Thank you for that. And, and we were hungry, so we're like, you know what? Let's, let's go to Taco Bell. Oh, you're going to bring it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, you know, <laughs> it, it's 5.45 yep. on a Friday night. Taco Bell's going to be busy. It's popping. So we decided, you know what? Let's just go. Let's just go uh, inside and mm-hmm. order our food there. There's a normal amount of people on the line for the drive-through. We're like, you know what? Five, six people, whatever. It's not huge, yeah. but I think there's hardly any cars in the parking lot. And like, here's the thing: like, you have to understand there is such a thing as grace. And uh, you know, all the workers there, you know, they're they're all like either in high school or fresh out of high school. And they honestly, they when they're working, I've I haven't really been to a, a horrible Taco Bell before. No, no, no. But you know, like you know, they're working under pressure, and you know, they're, they're getting paid a little bit over minimum wage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've always, I've always thought that if if somebody is serving you, you you should treat them with with respect. You don't have to like chew them out or anything. Right. There's right ways to problem solve. Well, anyway, so uh, we were there, and you know, it was taking a little bit longer, which is understandable. They were swamped, and uh, some Karen go goes up Oof. to goes up to the the main worker. There was already so. Explainably, explainably, it's not even a word. Uh, so they had the the kiosks that yeah, you that, would, and that's it, how you order. Yep. Yeah, you have the kiosks to order, and you uh, originally you could walk up and order person to person, but right then they were you they they had, their system was down, they couldn't do that. So you could only order with two kiosks at a time, so two customers at a time, which yep. is which is more than you would normally have anyway. Yeah. And apparently, uh. Uh, the, these these two families were taking way too long, and Which just like they weren't, and, and they, were, they were they were average ta- amount of time. Yeah, you had uh, a man with two children, and then you had a woman with like a, a children next or a child next to her, and then this Karen behind both of them is is visibly irritated. Like she yep. is mauled. She starts to mauled, and she just she she starts talking really loudly. Like, um, can you take my order? Okay, so their their front desk computer wasn't working. Yeah, and so. And so she said, "Hey, can you take can you take my order?" And and the guy was like, "No, our front desk system isn't working right now. Um, uh, you're gonna have to use the kiosk." And she was visibly offended by that. Yeah, it's like they intentionally had a, <laughs> a kiosk broken just to inconvenience her. And she's like, "Well, can you take my order? Like, you know, I'm I'm waiting and I'm hungry." And Kyle wanted to go off, and I had to oh stop. yeah, I had to you had, bro, you had to hold me back. I I, I was ready. I I was already <laughs> two shots. You already said something. you said something. I was like, I was hey. like, bro, yeah. I was like, we're we're all waiting here. We're all we're all in line. <laughs> and she just didn't hear me because I didn't talk loud enough. I, could, I I was about to walk over and and give her my peace of mind, but uh, I was like I was like yo. She's like I'm hungry. I'm like okay. So what difference does that make? Everybody comes here specifically because they're hungry. Like, this lady was like five three. Yeah, and so maybe I should have gone over something. I mean, I'm, I'm like six foot. I'm like I'm, I'm pretty heavy. Like I, I yeah. feel like that would have been. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh well. But I, I did. I did encourage the encourage the front desk guy. I was like, hey man, you know, man, forget forget that woman. By man. the way, did you know that guy? He said he said he or I heard him say your name. Yeah. So that was. Uh, 
He looked like Philip's taller brother. That was Zachary Summer <laughs> Zachary Somerville. Oh, uh, that's hilarious! Wow, I, yeah. wow! Did I just call that? Yeah, I totally just called that. He's taller than his brother by like you know, a couple inches. What's nuts is that I knew Zachary when he was in like elementary school, and so here he is, grown adult. He's got a job. You know, having uh, just Instagram notifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah having yeah, yeah. a job is great. Yeah, um, so I'm proud of him for having a job. Um, right there with you. Yeah, I definitely think recommend getting a job the best so where were we going after taco bell because we were on our way to that freaking concert man <laughs> that and and it was super cool okay yeah, we, oh, i'll let you, you no you, no, you no it's, it's fine please you're doing a great job no we you're, you're doing a great we, job <laughs> uh we were having a good time and uh we thought that we were gonna be drinking more before we left so we uh got a chauffeur uh, which is a way cooler name for carlos's dad uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad carlos oh yeah and um, on our way out, we were going to pick a car and I was like, Oh, we can just take my car. No big deal. And I thought they were just be like, all right, no, it's fine. Cause parents are always just like, no, we'll take my car. Cause they're, they're really charitable parent. Good parents are generally pretty charitable yeah. and they want to use their gas. And he's like, are you sure? I was like, um, I guess he's like, all right, let's do it. I'm like, okay, let's do well, it. He, so kept, got, he kept saying, no, but I pushed him. I oh, peer, yeah, 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 I yeah, peer yeah. pressured my dad like dead. You gotta drive this thing. And then he did, man, and then he only killed it like five times. <laughs> but the well, thing is once he got once he got the hang of it after Taco Bell, he he was good and he he kinda said it a little bit. Yeah, he did. He, he kinda said it a little bit. I being... didn't tell him to take uh, traction control off, but because they barely knew how to operate the, the dash, but he was being a, he was being <laughs> he a bit ignorant. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and uh it was cool to get your dad your dad's approval at the very end after the show on the way back. Yeah. Uh or uh yeah, on the way back, and he was like, "Yeah, I just, you know, you have a really nice car, Kyle." And I was like, "I love that's the, I live for those moments, that, that, man." That feels good to hear, man. It does. Like, yeah, it's a good car. Yeah, he feel he feels the same way I feel about it, and I'm sure I'm sure you did too when you when you drove it for those couple of days that I loaned it for you when oh, I was going to California. Man. I don't think I talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, so we'll get there eventually. We'll we'll just keep going. Yeah, we will. We will. We we we, we got we got we got enough on the docket as <laughs> is. As is. Dang so, right. So anyway, so yeah, we we. We we get get to the get to the concert. Um, we, we we wanted to buy merch, but the line was entirely way too long. Mm-hmm. I told or Kyle decided he was going to wait at the merch line while I bought while I bought us a couple of Modellos. Right, overpriced Modellos. It was like thirty bucks for two of for, them. For two, well, they, and they always try and make it seem like it's okay because they're larger cans. Yeah, but really, that, no. you can go to Walmart right now and get a large can of Modelo for like three bucks. Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But whatever. Um, so we. After I, I had enough time to buy Modelo, go to use the restroom, and meet Kyle at the merch line, and yeah. the merch line had not moved a single second. Which I had stayed at for about 20 minutes. And so I told Kyle. Not a single step. Me and Kyle, decide, Kyle and I decided, you know what? There's no use in like waiting this long to pay 70 bucks for uh, a Megadeth shirt. That maybe and I cost. never saw the prices. When he told me 70 bucks for a t-shirt, I was like, oh. no. So that's why the, the ticket prices are so low, so that when you get in, you <laughs> <laughs> And I would have bought it too, but the line was just... Not yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we we. Get- and honestly, what do you do with band tees? Like at the end of the day, like you 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 only wear them to other shows. That's right. For me right now, I'm 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 feeling that I've I slowly I'm growing up and I okay. appreciate fashion a little bit more. And it might turn into a uh, like a pajama shirt, or it might turn into a show shirt, or or something like that. And I want to really appreciate what I buy from Megadeth because I really respect them. Yeah. I. Uh, so you know what? So we so we passed on the aesthetic array, and we went <laughs> we went to the bathrooms. We actually met up uh, uh, with an old time uh, Marine Corps uh, veteran, Garrett and Allen. Yeah, an active duty Marine that was there, and uh, he wasn't in our unit. He was um, someone we went to high school with. We JROTC together. Yeah, you you had JROTC with him, 
Um, I, would, I only did that for a month. I think you did it for the, like three years, right? Such a good program. I loved it. I loved my time on their jersey. And probably a lot more than the Rink Raw. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Way more. Because they, they, they can't really... Remember when I had like... Super, man, I had my long hair and they tried to put... Oh my... Uh, Bro, I think I tried shoving that out of my memory too. Along with all those... It, it's in that corner of my mind that I can't access. Is, okay, is, is that why you like dropped your RTC because you didn't want to cut your hair? Yeah. And because I didn't, I didn't really want to join the military. I don't know what I was thinking really. What, what, my, what my mindset was when joining the military. I think I just wanted to try everything. I like trying everything once, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to get into it. And plus, you were already in it, and <laughs> uh, and I liked fitness a little bit. I wasn't like. Yeah. I just like doing push-ups. I was like, all right, cool. We can do push-ups. some push-ups. <laughs> and so I honestly can't remember it. Why I joined? I think it was because I felt like there there'd be some people there that I would fit in with. Like you, you had some cool cool people there. Like oh, great uh, friends. Yeah, I, and Christian. Oh, Christian was in it too. Christian was in it too. That, uh, so it was two of my really close friends mm-hmm. uh, in JROTC advocating for it, and I was like, I, I gotta try at least once. And of course, I didn't stay for long. So yeah, you know, you you, you thought you had to try JROTC at least once mm-hmm. when we were at the concert, um, right after the Who had finished their set, right? Yeah. We 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 looked up and we and like Kyle and I, I feel like we had like a little in, internal dialogue, and we were like, dude. This is f-ing mega death. Like we, 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 we. This we, is this this might we were we were actually one hundred percent sure at well at that point in time yeah. that this is gonna be the last show that we ever see of Megadeth before they either retire or or someone on their band dies or something like that. Who knows? And we're like we we can't we we cannot leave this concert like knowing that we or without at least trying to get to the front. Yeah. And you know there was like a bunch of security people there. So there was two sections in front of us. There was yep. the the better, pretty much for lack of a better term, the the closer seating. And then you had the pit in front of that, which you said was extremely expensive. Yeah. So the the the, the absolute front seats were like I think like three hundred fifty bucks. Which you'd be looking up at the pit because the pit is all standing up. Yeah. So you just see them instead of the actual uh, the, the 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 riser wasn't high enough for you to see the bands. Yeah. So. I was at Kyle. I was like, Kyle, we, we got to at least try to get to the front. And so, you know, we, 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 we looked, you know, there was like, 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 like an average. Like, we looked at each other and said, okay. Okay. And we, <laughs> and we did the first thing that, that came, came to, to our heads. heads. Just so happened to be the, the best scene in the world. <laughs> it was the best scene in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> Look into my eyes and it's easy, easy to see. One and one make two, two, two and one, one make three. It was destiny. <laughs> uh, and then we went up and, and t- t- tell me the, t- tell them the plan. Okay, so the plan was that we were going to wait for the security guy to be distracted and then just walk right past him. But there was like two security people like right in front of us. And, right. so, and so I told Kyle, Kyle, we, we should go to, okay, we should go to the right side of, um, of, of, of the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Because like that, that's that's uh, where there's less security. It was just less security. We looked, we looked over there and we're like, all right, you know what? That's probably going to be it. So I started walking and I, I immediately realized that, like the security in front of us was actually heavily distracted. Yeah. And so the the she I man she was at least seventy. It's crazy. And so I, no I, no hearing protection, just straight up. <laughs> I made like an instant decision. I should have I should have notified Kyle. So, but I was like, so we got out. Of, well, we got out like, of our I'm seats. Just, I'm just going to go for it, and I just went for it, and uh, boom, got like a seat like five rows from the front. Five rows from the front. So um, so originally we, our seats were probably about a good fifty to sixty rows from the front. Yeah. Um. We got up. We 
got out of our seats and we walked about 20, 30 feet forward down the steps. Uh, they weren't even really distracted. The lady was kind of mm-hmm. looking in a different direction and uh, the guy, the other security guard that was helping her guard that area was talking with somebody else and Carlos just walked by. <laughs> and since I listened to his actual plan, <laughs> I took a right instead of going with him. I was like, all right, so, and then he didn't, yeah. even, he just kept walking. I was, so I just kept walking. I was like, there, there, there's got to be another way. So I literally did a whole Yui, which was probably like, a, I felt like a quarter of a mile. Went back to, took a whole circle, went back to the same exact spot and uh, I got lucky. We got lucky again, and I was actually able to pass through those guys also without getting checked. So would you say that you thought to yourself, if there's a new way, oh, I'll be the first in line. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first in line. Dun, 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 they better let me through dun, this time. Oh, my goodness. So we, we, got, we, got, we got to the to the to those seats, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, mega, de- mega death. I was so relieved that, I mean, not that you left me behind. I was relieved that I got through. Dude, I was, I was, uh, I'd I was be stressing. lying if I, I was had, sweating. If I, I maybe had like, like, a, like a single ounce of doubt, but mostly confident. I was sweating bullets. Mostly confidence like, that you were, you were, you were going to, you were going to come in here. You're going to sweat your bullets <laughs> and you're going to make it uh-huh. to, 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 to hangar 18. Even if you had to engage in holy wars. And, oh, and, Slowly make it so through. So you put your trust in me in I my put, darkest hour. Put, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you safely made it uh-huh. to the eye of the tornado without having to say a to the moon. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. Let's go. We should just end it right there. All right, guys. Thanks All for right, coming. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I was so happy to make it through. Dude, yeah. And it was worth it because, like, you know, they, they had the intro. We could hear everything. And then they started out. Hanger if you went to our Instagram story, you'd see uh, who do the sound check, the sound check. Oh, the sound oh, check! The, We're the, freaking the, out. The sound check was good. The sound check was actually it was so. The tone was just so good. They've dialed in their tone over like a de- two and a half decades. Yeah, and their live performance was just beautiful, immaculate. By far the best. Well, it, here's the thing: it was a ver- their first show on this entire tour. It was a very first show they had the energy here they had the richfield, vibe yeah. yeah here in richfield they had the energy they had the vibe that, that these coasters suck you pick up the drink and the coaster comes with it it's like <laughs> i'm going with you anyways fantastic show by far the best show i've ever been to oh yeah their performance was spot on they didn't miss any notes and they they hardly deviated from the original song which i know no. that after such a long time of playing these songs you would you would expect a lot of deviation but they didn't they held true to uh the studio recordings and they played the solos immaculately not a, not immaculate. a single missed note not no. a single one that we could hear like and we're, we're very critical about that we look at each other when we hear a missed note because we, we both listen for that kind of stuff so what's pretty cool is uh i believe a few years ago um megadeth's uh lead guitarist uh marty left the band there, there, there was right. there was that. some there was some drama i think between him and and uh, the other guys probably mostly dave yeah and he left, and so um, Marty Friedman. Yeah, he was who's an absolute legend at guitar. Yeah. yeah. Well, and anyways, so um, th- this this uh, guitarist named uh, Nico, and you know, I'm, I'm actually going to look up his name. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Mega Death Nico. Oh, sorry, not Nico. Kiko. Kiko. Um, what's his? You were thinking of Nico Washington. We even talk yeah. about Nico. Kiko Lorario. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Lorario. Okay. Kiko Lorario, Brazilian guitarist. And um, 
Absolute legend. Mm. Well, anyways, um, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, I heard. I, I I watched a video of his, and he said that like he had gotten like he he had just been told like he had the opportunity to fly out to Tennessee in a couple of days, literally two days, in an audition, mm-hmm. and uh, so literally in two days he learned how to play Holy Wars um, and Eye of the Tornado, which are both incredibly complex songs. Like and their solos are would would take a normal person like at least a month to learn. Yeah, and he just busted it out in a couple of days so yeah yeah it's, it's, he, it was, he lived that's that's a person that lives for their craft so it was cool to like see kiko like execute those solos perfectly mm-hmm. like it was you, almost, oh you you saw the audition yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll send, I'll send. Maybe, send. Maybe we can watch it after this absolutely um but anyways yeah so they, they played most of our favorite songs i would say mm-hmm. i like start with Hang, hanger 18 yep so they started with Hangar 18. I, I don't think I'll be able to remember them in order. Sweating Bullets they played. Yeah, they played Hangar 18, Holy Wars, Sweating Bullets. They played a song called Trust that I haven't heard in a while. In, in a while and yeah. you knew that it was Trust. I was like, oh, wow, impressive. Only because I'd heard it that day. Yeah, well, you heard it that day. And uh, I have a lot of nostalgia with Megadeth. They were my 2009-2010 band. If you listen to other podcasts, you might have heard me say that. Yeah. And huge nostalgia for me because I didn't have anybody to share that that passion with and yeah. i was just listen, i was just downloading random songs on on uh, and bands on limewire and i yeah. actually got got to their got, i got to megadeth i can't remember the album but they're just such a, a huge influential band for me in terms of solos hearing all those solos for the first time i remember that feeling i still get yeah. and i got that feeling again Yay! at the show bro that's a good we, feeling non-stop headbanging non-stop moving standing up in our seats we should have bet we were because nobody could mosh carlos and i in our seats were the pit <laughs> we were the pit like 10 15 rows back or not even 10 15 it was it was 10 That's rows right. we, we were dancing we were we jumping, were going nuts air guitaring on each other's forearms our, yeah we were, we were literally playing air guitar all the time we we're headbanging we were going nuts on the breakdowns especially holy wars oh, um gosh. oh my goodness I wanted to make sure my, my, my goal was to have like not a single ounce of energy. Afterwards. I know. And unfortunately I still had energy because we just weren't able to mosh. Yeah. We, that was actually a, a really telltale sign of a concert that uh, was held back for a yeah. lot of people. And that's, that's the first thing that we mentioned was that <laughs> we're the, and, and like, as we were leaving half of the crowd left and that uh, before the headliner played, which was five finger death punch. It was, and a lot of people, we looked around and all the people had Megadeth shirts on and they were all there. <laughs> but we all knew that, that they should have been the headliner being that they have over like a decade and a half on Five Finger Death Punch. And their, their legacy it will, will extend way farther beyond uh, than the traditional Harley biker. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so what, what certified man. What I'm, what I'm excited about is I saw on, on their drummer's Instagram that they are definitely going to do more tours for this album that they're releasing on September 2nd. That's right, September 2nd. Oh, what is it? It's, it's, uh, I want to make sure I, I give this a proper plug. Of course, of course. Yeah, and, he, and Dave brought that up during the performance at the very end. He's like, hey guys, uh, you know, September 2nd, I know it's been a long time since we released the album. At least it's not like too long. They took like over yep. like a decade to release an album. Or, so, or Metallica long, because now they've, they've also taken over like 12, 13 years to release a new album, because their last one was 2009. But anyways... September 2nd. So, September 2nd. It's called The Sick. 
the dying and the dead. Mm-hmm. And just from what I've already heard, you know, we'll be back. I mean, that 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 line is so sick. It's so sick. It is amazing. The Night Stalkers with iced tea of all yeah. people. Yeah, Night Stalkers with Come iced on. tea. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- this this is going to be a what what a what a what a stretch for a celebrity appearance. Well, uh, it, it's not too much of a stress because ice and it's tea, not yeah ice tea um, has been a uh, frontman for uh, for a band called Body Count. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it's, it's a heavy metal band that was formed in the nineties. <laughs> wow, I yeah. think I have heard of them, man. Someone, so, someone must have played them in their car because I, I vaguely remember what they sound like. So it's it's not it's not too much of a stretch. But he's mostly known for like being a rapper, and he's mostly yeah, known yeah. for like you know being an actor in like various crime shows. So it's definitely an interesting. I, I hey, don't don't hate me for this, but I'm gonna see what Ice T looks like. Or, or I... <laughs> he looks like just like a like an established an established uh, black man. So, oh. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay, 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 cool. I, I know exactly who this is. Yeah. How, how cool is that? Is it a collaboration? So, um, would you say that uh, <laughs> that <laughs> the the pressure to get to the front was definitely a stressor? It was stressful. Oh yeah, it was a big stressor. So yeah, but of, we did it anyway. Speaking of things that are big stressors, but you did them any anyways. Let's talk about that wedding. Ooh. So this is like this is like Ooh. a. This is not a, uh, what's the word? This is a look back onto like things that, because uh, like w- w- while you're actually going through the wedding, you can't mm-hmm. really talk about things that are stressing you out because you, you have to process them in real time. Right. And so now that, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been some time, mm-hmm. we, 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 we can talk about it. Well, I, what, we, can, we can look back at those fond memories, even though they were barely, <laughs> a, barely a month ago, a, a wee bit of time, barely a... A, sm- a small glimmer in our eye. Yep. This wedding, and if I'm if I'm being brutally honest here, I didn't have that much. Hey. I think looking back on that, that was uh, everything that I could have expected it to be. Okay. For the moments notice that we had given people, uh, especially that that location change, because I know when you say location change two hours before a wedding, everyone's gonna freak out, especially the people that hear you say that. Like, you you did that? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, we did that. And we were very serious and it still worked out. Still worked out let me, let me tell you, it was actually the photographer that, that suggested that to Erica. Yeah. We, oh, we, I better we, never we, see we, we paid him. We paid him good money. I better never see that photographer. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were a very, very nice couple. It was just a questionable uh, thing for them to say, you know. And other than that, I know you said that, uh, you know, communication with, uh, being that that location change happened, Sure. You got stressed out, and I yeah. could I could see that you were stressed out. So you wanted to bring this up to see that to, to generally see if I had any issues with that, and I didn't because okay. I was I was in the I was in the same boat that you were. I feel like we were both on the same page at the same time because we didn't really have much to do except for kind of wait and do nothing. Yeah. We literally did nothing in Forks. I wouldn't change the location again, but if I could put more things in Forks as a millionaire, going back and helping out other people with their weddings, I would probably <laughs> do that because there's nothing there. I would at least put a bar. Yeah, come on, like a bar or something, put man. A, I, a, I, there's old antique shops. There's like 500 antique shops and no bars. Put put a bar put a bar in there. Put a 24 hour grocery store. It's actually stocked. Yeah. Uh, more food options for sure. Yeah, like they they need like a grocery outlet or or, or, or a uh, or. 
<laughs> they did good marketing on you, didn't they? It did. Um, what's that one next to Dutch, Bro- Dutch Bros on Fourth Plane? Um, grocery Outlet. That's Grocery Outlet. Oh, Bargain Market. Bargain Market. <laughs> Outlet, bargain market. Yeah. Bargain Market. It was uh, a good time overall. It was. And, and I know that seeing how you acted on your wedding with with uh, that the individual. Um, what was it? Yeah, the the Voldemort of our lives here. I think oh I think that I I do think that I had a good experience comparatively to your situation and also Joshua Johnson's situation when he completely forgot his tuxedo. How? And I had to drive How? a half an hour both ways in my Prius. And he I, forgot I, his. T- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. forgot his tuxedo. He straight up forgot his tuxedo. Yeah, it was horrible, how man. Does, how does that happen? Uh, don't, you, don't you just love that we don't have voices right now? <laughs> yeah, we, we legit just like screamed. Yeah, we, we were we were yelling everywhere. We could barely hear each other in that concert. Anyways, I think that it was fantastic. I think that the stress that uh, my bride had um, was half, if not less, than what yours was going through and in, in your wedding and jj's was going through in his wedding so yeah. so i had a lot of uh, i had well I had i think that i had enough experience to say that my wedding went really smoothly comparatively and the and i would relate that to the amount of stress that the bride would have and yeah. if i can't handle the if i can't help and calm her down then that means i've always been able to do that if i wasn't able to do that that means there's a problem that means that I, I, we would have to stop everything. I would have to have a serious talk with her, yeah. get things figured out. But that never happened, which means that, in my experience, I think that we were on the right track there. So to answer your question, I don't think that I really had any stressors there besides for Forks having literally nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? That makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I know you kind of want to get out, get that off your chest, or at least get an answer about that. You. I, I, I just, just want to make sure you're doing okay. Um, yeah. But truthfully, you know, it it was very, very awesome to you know to see you tie the knot. Mm-hmm. I, I felt honored to be there. I know you, you had to keep it a pretty small wedding. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy that that happened. I think there's one more thing to mention. I was, uh, I'm not I'm not trying to to put any put anyone on blast here, but blast. Um, her biological mom couldn't make it. Um, oh. and she's and for the past year, um. Mm. she has been wanting to get back into her life and she lives locally. She still lives around here. No okay. big, no big deal. And she wants to get back into her life. She's actually got mm. her stuff together, <laughs> put it in a bag, started to turn her life around and yeah. she wants to get in contact with her daughter. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think if uh, she, ever, she ever listens to this podcast, I don't think that she will, but if she does, you know, I think that's awesome that she's doing it and she's turning and she's, she's a much different person than when I was first told about her Inici- okay, initially when we were dating, when I first asked Erica out. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, I, th- I just think that it was sad that um, it, it was out of both people's control, but she couldn't make the wedding. Man. She couldn't make the wedding, even and and uh, I, it, being that p- she really wants to be back in her life, I think that's really unfortunate. And also, her biological sister um, couldn't make the wedding either. But but. To be oh, fair, yeah. she has three kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were, we're, we just, you know, we talk about that every once in a while. It's just, it's just a little sad thinking about that and, and being like, man, if only all of our family could have made it. And we gave them, we gave them more than enough time to, but the, they have their situations and the stuff that they had to deal with in order to 
in their own life, you know, sure. that was apparently more important than making their daughter's only wedding. So no big deal there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know what? I- I'm 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 glad that uh, that that all worked. That all worked out. Yeah. So. And it, it's cool to see the reconciliation from oh, her. That's what I was going for. But. Hey, man, I got you, brother. The reconciliation between her mom and her. Um, and we both of us recently have gone through a couple of reconciliations of our own, Yeah, if I'm being honest. And uh, one of the things that you brought up was an old friendship that kind of got back together that you I think I think what you brought up a couple of days That's ago. That's right. So yeah, I did bring it, and I tried to I, I tried to intervene. <laughs> I brought up last podcast, and and uh, you know I was going to meet up at uh, Red Robin with my with my old best friend uh, Anthony, mm-hmm. and Kyle want he wanted to crash the the thing, but I didn't know how important this was. I didn't realize that they had uh, they hadn't been talking for so long. We hadn't been talking for geez, it had probably like three and a half. What years. was the whole situation behind that? Oh, okay. Um, so the, the the whole situation is that there, there was there was confusion and uh, and uh, I, I think a bit of, a bit of a mix up on both ends. Oh, um, that's 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 on, that's pretty much the, the reason. That's the exact yeah. reason that I had my issue too. Sur- sur- surrounding uh, his upcom his his at the time upcoming wedding, and instead of having a more graceful approach, I gave him an ultimatum. Oh, I remember. Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, I, I, I gave Anthony an ultimatum, which was like, change, either change your mind about this thing or or I'm, I'm uh, not going to be at your wedding. And I was supposed to be his best man. And um, I think that was a bit harsh. It was, it was a bit harsh of an uh, ultimatum. No, well. And the, the again, his. At the time. Out of like, you know, because like you've experienced this, right? When you're when you're wedding planning, things are immensely stressful. I backed you up on that decision. I remember in the moment, sure. If it was wrong, so be it. But sure. I, st- I, st- I stood by that decision. Okay, a- and like, thanks for being a homie. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I was there when that that whole thing. I actually forgot that that happened. Yeah, but like, I think I I, I never one failed to consider that he was going to be under immense stress while wedding planning. And can you imagine how stressful it would be to like have your best man get you some kind of ultimatum? Like, look, either you do this or you're gonna have a best man. Yeah. And, and like your stress, and maybe or he admitted it. He admitted that there was some pride there, and in your pride, oh, you're gonna the you're burger. Gonna... Gosh, dude. So, <laughs> so and you think there might be a pride issue? So, anyways, so uh, <laughs> so he didn't relent. We'll get to that situation. So eventually. he 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 didn't relent, and neither did I. Yeah. And that 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 was that was uh, that, that that was a fault on both of our ends. And uh, when when we, when we when we met up, we met up at Red, at Red Robin, and we talked about talked about things. Got caught up in life, and 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 I I, I told him like, hey man, like I, I'm sorry that I, that I gave you that ultimatum, and it feels like. At least, at least to me, it feels like I, I've robbed you of having a best man at your wedding, and uh, and you know, out of love for our kids to already be close, and and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm. Does he have another kid on the way? By the way, he's got two. He's got two kids got two right kids, now. Two, two, two boys. Two boys. Uh, Porter and Lennon. Yeah, and they, they they're, they're so cute. They're mm-hmm. so cute. Yeah, I, I think I think Henry and Henry and them will get along handsomely. Lennon Hartel. There, there, there's some other, there's some other stuff there, um, 
but yeah, it, it was it was good to to reconcile. And uh, I got I got a text from uh, I got a text from his wife, which was really wholesome. She said, "I'm so happy you guys could reconcile. I've not seen Anthony that happy in a long time." It, it wouldn't be a, a text from his wife if every word wasn't capitalized. Actually, her. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was I just a normal text, I can't Kyle. Take people it was just a, they it do was, that. It was just a normal text. Good. You know, you know, we we all grow in our sanctification. We all mature, and uh, yeah, just it was just regular, regular. It just uh, stresses me out when people capitalize every word. Okay, so I want to start capitalizing every word now. You're, <laughs> my stress. You could say my stressors would be going through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, speaking of going through the roof, tell me about how you and Shane reconciled. Ah, uh, yeah. So. So about that. Tell me about it, man. I moved. So Shane is my buddy that I never had in high school. Shout but out to Shane. Yeah, shout out to uh, Shane Nosak. What's up, man? He's honestly one of one of the most original people that I think I've met uh, yeah. in, in my lifetime. One of the coolest guys. Uh, and I I had the pleasure of of living with him for close to two years, from 2020 or 2018 to 2020 2000. Uh, it started twenty twenty. You guys lived here for a while. From two thousand eighteen and twenty twenty. Yeah. No. 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 Twenty twenty one. Nineteen to twenty twenty one. There we go. Yep. I had to get that right, so I, I know what timeline I'm talking about in my head. Um. So I moved in with him. We were, we were playing League of Legends a lot at the time, and he actually was into recording. And I was like, No way. There's no way that anybody in Battleground, the hay picking, the <laughs> the the truck toting, fart bagging, you know, like like literally like all these bunners in Battleground. There's no way that people want to record in Battleground. Roll, but he rolling was, colon. Go roll. Uh, that's cool though. That's cool though. It is pretty cool. It is. Yeah. Right, I'm, right, I'm not gonna lie. Right. Golf, like VW golf with like roll the roll coal. Like it's, 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 it's <laughs> like pretty cool. It's, it's like exhaust popping. Like if someone yeah. else is doing it, you're like, wow, what 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 a what a d bag. Yeah. When, but when you have the ability to do it, it feels great. Yeah. It's like this. This is actually something else. This is. This is I, I understand what they're feeling now. So it was really cool. It was my first experience with someone else that was equally as passionate about recording that I was, and I just jumped on that. I was like, man. We got we got to get together, man. We got to collapse. So he came over, 2018. He came over to my mom's house. I still live with my parents, and this was after I had grown out of my obsession with League, like I talked about last podcast, uh, a video game, and I started wanting to do more with music. Yeah. So I brought him over. We actually started doing some EDM stuff, some electronic stuff. We realized that we realized that I, you know I could teach him some stuff, some stuff about guitar, and he could teach me some stuff about uh, in-house software. Yep. Uh, that I needed to learn to create better music. So uh, that went on for a bit. Then we moved in together. Um, it was him, his wife, or sorry, his girlfriend of six years, Michelle, and then Jordan. Um, actually, it wasn't Michelle then, but anyways, that's neither here nor, here nor there. Some little details of the story. Um, so we moved in, We and eventually we started a band together called Seventh Shore, and we released a whole album. It was very dope. Yeah, I think that that, that and this is, the, this, is, this is a very pivotal point for me in my life because... This is the very first time that I've ever put vocals on my music. I always thought I wasn't good enough. I thought it was just weird. That's right. You know, and I just, I was too self-conscious about it. I told myself I couldn't do it. And I saw Carlos doing vocals in Landmark. I was like, wow, he's actually, <laughs> he's actually really good. He, he can hold a note. And Thanks, I love man. listening to him and his, and his guitar work and his vocal on, work. Man. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's why I always sit on your side so I could probably, you know, get the speaker that's closest to you or at wow, least you because, always did sit in the same I did always, section i did sit in the same section with nathan because i knew that they would mix you too too low in the house so i knew that i would sit closer to your amp yeah. which means i would hear you more well anyways we we had a band called seventh shore 
Um, and after the, it was, it, man, we were so close to releasing it. It was all released on SoundCloud and we were about to release it on all streaming platforms. It was going to be awesome. And we had a lot of support, a lot of support for this stuff. And I really enjoyed it. Um, right as we were about to release it, we were on our last song. We had like eight songs. Wow. Eight songs. We had, which is more than I've ever had for an album. Shane, unfortunately, loses his job. And it was like a job over at a printing company. It was a really good job. A small company and they were laying off people because of COVID. Really, really uh, unfortunate. They ha- everyone had to downsize and everyone still is downsizing. Yep. Still is an ongoing process. So that happened. Um, and, uh, and he just ran into a bout of depression, which he already kind of had going on intermittently, uh, to be fair. And we were working through it. And I think that music was his outlet. Music and just just like me, music, I would come home, work six hours on music, and it'd be and I'd write instrumentals. He would come home, he would uh, work on those songs with me, and he he's a lyrical genius, dude. He just knows lyrics, he just knows words. He he can think of them on the fly. He's not like a rapper necessarily, but he sure. he knows wordplay. It's fantastic. Good. So we, we we worked really cohesively together. And once he lost his job, he lost his motivation. And he and he shut his door. He would always have his door open. Um. So when he shut his door, I assumed that he just. And he, he, he shut his door for two months straight, which meant that I thought he just didn't want to do anything for, for all that. Okay. So I started getting into my feelings, and I started assuming a lot. We, we stopped talking. I stopped messaging him. I stopped talking. He stopped talking. We both had different schedules, so I never see him. I, I didn't see him for two months straight. One day, Eric and I go on a vacation for three days, or two days. Uh, it's our first vacation never, and on, on the way back from that vacation, she was like, I, I was telling her about this whole situation because I sent out a nasty tweet about Shane and while well, during the vacation. I sent out a nasty tweet. It was completely unwarranted, but I thought it was warranted at the time. I totally sent it out knowingly. And then he's, then I sent that tweet out and he tweeted back saying that, okay, uh, cool. I'm no longer moving it. I'm no longer moving in with you at this next house. Cause we're talking about a different house and that hurt. <sighs> that hurt so bad. So I straight up in eight hours, we moved everything out of the house. Wow. We moved everything in eight hours out of the house. The only thing left was my broken down busted Mazda that was there. And I, I got that back in like three or four days or maybe like a week later or something like that. We towed it. Um, and then for a year straight, when I was living at Erica's house, my conscience would just bite at me. It was just, it would just, it would feel like it was attacking me. Like I left, I knew that I left him in an okay scenario because Michelle, Michelle would just move in and it'd be fine. But uh, my conscience wasn't fine, apparently. Sure. Um, and I just dealt with it. You know, I wasn't going to do anything about it. But then Shane actually, a couple, I'd say like two months ago, messages Erica because they were still friends. And he says, hey, uh, hey, Erica, oh, what's going on? I, heard, I saw that you guys uh, uh, just got engaged. So I think this is like in February or March. I saw you guys just got engaged. I'm so happy for you guys. I was wondering if you could put me in contact with Kyle um, I don't know what happened between us and it'd be super cool to get uh, in touch with him again and maybe we can get uh, some coffee or something like that to kind of hash things out and see what went on. And I was like, mm, I don't, you weren't I, 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 did, I didn't, I didn't know. I was hesitant. I was like, man. Uh, and then eventually I said, yeah. So we talked about it and it turned out that it was, that's all it was. He was just so sad that you know, he was unemployed and he didn't know what to do for money. That that was his focus. That, that and I realized that I needed to grow up. And music isn't everything. Yeah, it, it 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 can be for some people. It isn't for most. And for the people that haven't made it yet, you still have to live. I I, I definitely I definitely went through that when I got fired. Um, was that originally with the job you still have? 
for the job I have now. And, and yeah, you know, it was COVID, and, and, and you know, it just it, w- it wasn't a good, wasn't a good time for the business. And you know, it was the right decision. My my my, my boss was faced with either like I remember, having, I remember that vividly. He either had to let me go, or he would have to take a loan to cover my salary. And and that's just not a good business decision. But like it wasn't it wasn't easy for him either. Like the dude straight up cried when he let when he had to let me go. I remember you told me about that. Yeah. But um but yeah, I think I, I went I went through a few months of, of depression for sure. Um, yeah. But you know, it's 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 good that Shane was able to you know, rise up from that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that he he grabbed the situation by the balls and <laughs> I, I think that he really As ma- it were. Yeah, as, <laughs> as they were and uh took took the bigger uh the bigger man approach sure and i'm happy that he did because uh when i was getting your c4 and our pre workout on friday was that yesterday yeah he's getting my c4 pre workout he wasn't buying me explosives <laughs> <laughs> when I bought you your uh, five pounds of dynamite the other day. Oh, gosh. The FBI is not going to retort now. Oh, God. They're, they don't care about Mara, Mara, Come on. Mar-a-Lago Raid 2. <laughs> <laughs> so I was over at the GNC buying your explosives for, uh-huh. our, for our internals. And on the way in, um, I actually saw his car drive by. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. So I got, back, I got back in my car. I followed him to Petco in the same parking lot. I didn't follow him that far. Uh, if he left the parking lot, I was just going to go back and buy your buy your stuff um so i followed him in the, in the back of the parking lot i was like I, I rolled down my window i was like hello yo what's hello and he's like oh what's up man hi i was like oh a long time no see well, how's, it, how's it going man we just talked we started catching up a little bit oh, uh funny. i didn't want to i didn't want to pull him there longer than he needed to be because obviously he was running errands with his with his girlfriend yeah so uh, eventually we were talking about it. I was like, you know, we're doing the blah, blah, blah. And we caught up and said that we would hang out Monday. So Monday at like one thirty, we're going to hang out. I'm going to go over and I still need to get him a couple pieces of software. And honestly, this whole time, dude, that th- this kind of shows where he was at in the situation. He, uh, there was, there was a point to where he, I thought he removed the license that allowed me to use like hundreds of dollars of software. Turns out it was just a glitch in my computer and I blamed it on him. Uh, and that's what pushed me over the edge to move out of the house and leave him for good. Turns out it was just a glitch on my computer and I was freaking out assuming that he did that. Um, yeah. And he, he told me that and it, we, we explained the whole thing. And um, so, yeah, oh, it's a, a good ending to a bad situation. Dude, that's good, man. I'm so happy. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to start making music with him, with him again. Um, you know, and, and, we're both trying not to get ahead of ourselves because we're both in the situation where like, you know, we, we both kind of treated each other like complete garbage, um, for a long time. And I know I was really aggressive about it and he knows it too. But at, at the end of the day, we're both happy. We, we, we both, all you have to do is talk with people yep. and communicate. And that's why communication is, is such a huge deal. And all of your relationships, you got to be able to express how you feel no matter if it's good or bad. That's right. That's right. And um, yeah, it's 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 encouraging that you know um, that we're we're reconciled. Mm-hmm. Reconciled. To I'm our, really I'm really buddies. happy for you guys. I didn't think that would ever get back together. You know, I, I want you I, and Anthony. I want I want to read a, a a Bible verse that really convicted me on this issue. Okay. So uh, 
or Bible, Bible passage, Second uh, Corinthians five, eleven through twenty one. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may uh, be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance, about not a, sorry, and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who might, those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him that, the heck, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Right. From now on, therefore we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us <laughs> to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was re- reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Um, so when I contemplate, right, like the, the fact that me and my sinful depravity in, in the ways I've offended God um, am reconciled to him through the costly life and death and resurrection of Christ, I really don't have ex- an excuse to not be reconciled to my friends. Mm-hmm. And um, especially them being a fellow, especially Anthony being a fellow believer. Um, right. And so knowing that like, God has like, called us to like, reconcile I, I wanted to reach out to him, and mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad that 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 conversation ended up going pretty good. Um, so yeah, and I'm happy that it went good for you as well. Um, so speaking of things that are pretty good, I'm gonna talk about the exact opposite, <laughs> and that is <laughs> Twitter hot takes. Wow, we're back on that social media trash ban. You know, I like can't I, get enough. I really like crapping on people's opinions that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So here's like if, like if God was trans. <laughs> if I wish you guys could see his face. <laughs> it is very explicit that yeah. Christ is the God man. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, so this one comes from MuggleNet. Hagrid was more of a father figure to Harry than Sirius was. Do you remember Sirius? Sirius Black. Sirius Black. Sirius yeah. FM. Yeah, and yeah, Harry. Harry like names uh. Did he name one of his kids after Sirius Black? Good question. I haven't dove that far into the lore. I, I, all, I, all I know, I'm is sure that, if I'm wrong, the Harry Harry Potterites will will. Of, <laughs> of course me. they will. Yeah, they're going to destroy you. Okay. All, hey, I'm Did not going to say I know anything about Harry Potter. All I know is that Hagrid's just a, a big, looming man with a heart of gold that inevitably helps them with their ventures, even though he tries not to. Yeah, he did have a kid, James Sirius. Yeah, so yes, so obviously Sirius is named in after the, Sirius Black. Oh, in Black. the in the series. Yeah. Okay. But he didn't name a single kid after after Hagrid. No. Ha- Hagrid Hagrid deserved better. And you remember that? Uh, of course, you remember that. That like. Wait, wait, wait. There's a theory that Hagrid's one of the strongest wizards of all. I mean, dude, he's large. How could you not be? I know. Yeah. Apparently, he he's he casted spells that nobody uh, in the right mind. Well, they would have had like decades of years of training to be, be able to even try and cast those spells. I just think that Hagrid is honestly the best 
on this in the series. No, absolutely, one thousand percent. So, yeah, Haggard was done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. They're, they're, also, they're, his beard gains. His beard, dude, <laughs> his beard games are absolute goals. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so all the Twitter hot takes are trash, but I found some food heart heart. Hot takes. Food hard takes. Food <laughs> hot takes. So here's one. Uh, this one's by Isabella. I always judge restaurants on whether or not they make you pay for bread on the table. Bread should always be a free... On the table? Always be a free little snack. It should be a free little snack. That's right. You should never have to pay for, for bread. Most of the restaurants do that, too. Really? Yeah. Most of, most of the rest. Well, most of them don't. That I've been to, most of them don't. I don't go to high class all the time. I don't have enough money to freaking do that. I, too much, I spend too much on bourbon. I... <laughs> I go to low low class restaurants to spend high amounts on bourbon. That's, that's what right, I do. That's right. Okay, so this one comes from Steph V. Hot drinks are gross. I only drink cold drinks. When I drink something, I want my thirst to be quenched. So I'll never drink a hot drink. It's not refreshing. When I drink coffee, I want to drink a cold glass of refreshingness. What do you get out of drinking hot drinks? Maybe someone can explain it to me. I think that there is a certain kind of satisfaction in a colder drink than there is in a hot one. I'll tell you what, lately, I, when, I, when I go to Starbucks, I, I get my drink iced. It's that, delicious. That, oh, I, I know you do. But there's something about the winter time when you just have a nice, warm cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it just hits different. We can make our own coffee at our house now because she bought like this this <laughs> pretty expensive uh, coffee-making machine that grinds your beans. And, then, and then you shake it, and then you kind of get all those grounds. It's, it's, it's the, Is it an espresso it's machine? A, it's an espresso machine. It's a replica of what they use in Starbucks. So we, we, we don't have to go boring. anywhere. She's, she's literally made coffee better than Starbucks now, uh, which awesome. isn't hard to do, but it's, it's, it's Starbucks. But I mean, it, all killer, no filler. Starbucks <laughs> is all killer, no filler. <laughs> no, no, hers is. No filler, all killer. It's oh, fantastic. Nice. It, it really is worth the money that she paid for it, which I won't. That, that, that's an, an expletive that I will uh, <laughs> remove from the script here. But she got it at, at like a reduced price. You should buy your stuff off of Amazon refurbished because you'll save a lot of money. And there's generally only like minor scratches on there. That's how I got my from shipping. Uh, that's how I got my gym headphones. Mm-hmm. They, they brand new were like two hundred bucks mm-hmm. or two hundred fifty bucks. I got them for like eighty. They're pretty nice. Thanks, man. You should have said you got it for 200 bucks. I believe that. Uh, so here's another hot take uh, from Hannah Q. Ketchup is for picky eaters and people who are afraid to use real seasoning. Sure. Mm. Let's add poles of tomato sugar to the meal instead. <laughs> tomato sugar. So my take is more like the next hot take, which is ketchup is the best sauce. I think it's great if you for like fries and stuff. So the, the best fir- sauce So the fries. first take is – the first take's like, hey – um, well, I don't agree with that. I think that picky people don't use ketchup. I think that they have a really specific combo that generally doesn't involve ketchup. And, yeah. I think ketchup's just really bland for those people. I like ketchup. I think that ranch goes on a lot more things than ketchup does. Yep. Uh, ketchup is, is made for a burger, but I don't really see it anywhere else. Like fries, ranch, uh, <laughs> name anything else, ranch. ranch. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's just my personal opinion. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll do a, a couple more and then call it. Um, Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Hey. Hey. Uh, this one comes from <laughs> Lori, Lori P. I only like soggy cereal. One day, oh, I, one, day I, one day, I accidentally left my cereal on the table and it got all soggy. 
and I've never turned back. So now I'll pour my cereal. I'll turn back. Go do something for a few minutes, and then I'll eat it. That's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed. Repent of, yourself. of your sins and turn to Christ. Like this is <laughs> obviously she's an atheist. <laughs> obviously, like without presupposing an eternal truth, like you're going to fall into your decrepit and blasphemous and, ways. Blasphemous ways, which and includes eating it, cereal with milk. It, the equivalent of eternal just damnation. <laughs> <laughs> hell is just eating wet cereal over and over. <laughs> No, hell is much worse than that. Yeah. You should still repent. Um, but let, let's, let's see here. It's so bad. It's so it's bad. It's so bad. It ruins every cereal. All the sugar goes to the milk, and you, don't, you already have enough sh- sugar in milk anyway. Yep. Okay, here's, here's the last one. Paying extra for alternative milk at coffee shops <laughs> milk. is so annoying, especially yeah. when you're lactose intolerant. It's not our fault our bodies don't like real milk. I think that's fair. Like, fair. Fair, because you get almond milk all the time. And you, I get you, almond you, milk. So I'm, I'm trying. Almond or I'm oat. trying to watch those calories. I, I know you are. Uh, <laughs> oat milk or al- al- almond? Only a taste. Oh. <laughs> I only want a taste of that of that milk, and and uh, they want to charge me extra for no, only no, a taste. No. Which one? Do oat or almond? I pre- okay. So actually, I I prefer like, uh, fat free milk. Okay. And like it, it costs the exact same as whole. So I'm I'm not sure why they have, like coffee shops have to charge more for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, speaking of having to charge more for that, we won't charge you more. We're, we're, we're going to charge you for listening to no, 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 we were not going to, no. we, we, we do have a fee for the podcast and the fee is, what's that, what's that fee brother man? That fee is if you like the podcast, like share it with somebody, give us a five star rating and review and, uh, subscribe, like notifications if you're on YouTube. Yeah, and, where can they find you bro? So they can find me at, uh, at Miho's life on Instagram and also Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where on earth can they find you, Kyle? They can find me on the internet at Google Kyle Smith, and there will be 500 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for showing up. We, we really appreciate you guys listening to episode one, two, three, thirteen, twelve. It's of definitely a Until next time, peace, peace love, and, and chicken. chicken.